that's where you know I'm getting chills thinking about it yeah. because I think it was just one of those things like we can't always see what's going to happen but I think if we just work to be our best self it will work out in the end in ways we can't imagine so Hello, everyone. That was Paige Monahan of NWSL's Racing Louisville talking about trusting yourself, always making the best of your current situation, and most importantly, never giving up on your dreams. And I'm Julianne Dietz, and I want to welcome you to the She Dreams and Goals podcast, where soccer dreams come alive and goals are just the beginning. This podcast is all about empowering girls to use their passion for soccer as fuel for on-field success and a lifetime of wellness. In each episode, we'll talk to stars from the NWSL, health experts, and performance coaches to unlock their secrets to success and discover what it takes to be the healthiest soccer players and people we can be. In this episode, we're talking to Paige Monahan of Racing Louisville. And honestly, I don't even know where to begin. Paige absolutely blew me away with her kindness, openness, and love for the game. And in this episode, she delivers what I think is a 20-minute must-listen masterclass on the power of maintaining a positive mindset. It's easy to think our soccer heroes went straight from the youth fields to the NWSL without a single disappointment. But Paige's incredible story reminds us that sometimes the pathway to our dreams takes some unexpected turns. But you don't have to take my word for it. Elizabeth, what did you think? Paige had such good advice. I think I'm going to listen to this one a couple of times. All right, so whether you still pack a soccer bag full of shin guards and a ball or the weekly carpool full of fierce young female soccer players, I hope you'll join us each week to explore how we can achieve our dreams both on and off the field. Elizabeth, kick us off. Welcome to the She Dreams and Goals podcast. that they've given me okay to be a little so you don't have to do that He's but I, I'm a it's like the counselor in me I think to talk quietly and softly right. so so yeah okay thank you so much for joining us today Paige we love having you in Louisville and congrats on the two big wins um we saw the game on Wednesday we were unfortunately away for ODP this weekend but we're so excited to have you here thank you I'm so happy to be here in Louisville and be talking with you guys today so this podcast, it's a little bit different. Um, it's a younger audience than a lot of the other podcasts. And so we like to start with your journey, your youth journey. I'm also an East Coast soccer girl from Massapequa, Long Island. Um, maybe you can hear it in my voice every once in a while. Um, and you're from Roxbury, New Jersey? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. I am. So can you tell us a little bit about that experience growing up in Roxbury and how you started with soccer and what made you fall in love with it? Yeah, so I'm a big family girl in a small town of Roxbury, which it's small town but big town vibes. Um, very Jersey, so very happy to have lived there and grown up there. So played soccer, just really enjoyed the game. Um, played for the rec league at first and then that you know went into travel uh, wanted to be in more of a competition so yeah travel soccer in Roxbury my mom was always like the assistant coach she never wanted to be the head coach for me you know just wanted to help out and help the girls any way she could but yeah I just jumped into any games I could so that was you know scrimmaging boys being at the park with my siblings whatever it was just always playing um, really just enjoying the game and really just having fun with it you know my parents never really put pressure on me but just always reminded me to be the best I could and give everything I can no matter what I'm doing so yeah I played for Roxbury Travel um, all growing up I'm trying to think I started second grade and then honestly up until eighth grade um, was when I played for the Roxbury Travel team 
Oh, that's awesome. I love hearing everybody's different journeys that they've had because some people have started with, you know, more intense clubs when they were younger. But, you know, back in my day, you played for your local town team for as long as you could. And then I didn't really have to make that decision until I was in high school to move to another club. But that sounds really awesome. Now, you said you had siblings. Did they play soccer as well? Definitely. Yeah. You know, so I had an old or I have an older brother. He played soccer, but, you know, that wasn't his first sport he just more enjoyed it um did it to just stay active and be with his friends and then it was me and then my sister and then later in life my little brother came in the picture but um I just loved playing you know we my parents were very pushed us outside to play whether it was you know basketball or riding bikes playing soccer whatever it is but I didn't really realize how good I was honestly and neither did my parents and I don't think I could imagine being a parent and even having to make the decision of okay is it travel it might bringing them to club or whatever so honestly my parents really didn't think too much about it they were like let's just put her in a good environment let her have fun you know compete be her best self but then actually some coaches started talking to my parents and they're like do you realize how good she is and they're like oh she's good but I don't know she's having fun and even for me like I didn't really look at myself you know I always poured into the team and just wanted to have fun and compete and play so yeah it wasn't really it was more just like my family knew I was good and they were so selfless and always brought me to tournaments because I would want to play on summer teams because summer teams was a big thing back then too mm-hmm. so you know we would go down to Fort Dix in New Jersey and it's like the hottest place on earth and play <laughs> tournaments back to back but yeah it was just like any excuse I could to play I was just enjoying it and playing and playing and then it got into more high school where my travel team wasn't going to exist anymore and okay. I wanted to keep playing not just high school soccer like I wanted to play in the spring and that's really when club teams started getting involved so I actually tried out for one team in New Jersey called Matchfit played with them the whole summer thought that maybe that was going to be my high school team did great scored goals assisted you know the team liked me and then right before high school uh, the coach was like hey you're not going to play here like you're not making oh, wow. the team okay. and I just thought I was like what I've been playing here for months like I've been scoring like the girls like me like how's this happening and um, at that point in time I kind of only had PDA and they were the better team so I'm like if I didn't make this team how am I going to make this team yeah but my high school coach he was a former PDA coach and he's like just go just try you know do what you can so I'm like all right we'll see how this goes so I went to the tryout um and that was my freshman year of high school and I was like we'll just see like hopefully I have a team to play on to keep playing and I made the team and then that's when that um club soccer really took over for me Wow, that's that's really challenging. And I know that time in kids' lives too, right? You're really self-conscious and you're trying to figure out who you are. Once you made the PDA team, how did that go? Did you play a lot right away or was it something that you had to work into uh, the lineup? Yeah, I remember. So it would be like a 35-minute drive, you know, and I was young, so my parents would drive me to training. You know, they would take turns. Um, no one really from the area played for PDA, so it was just me and my parents every day. And the amount of times I'd cry on the way home because I'm like these girls are so good and I'm not even close to being them like how am I here um but honestly one thing my parents taught me and my dad's a big Jimmy V guy he was just like don't ever give up like just keep going and I'm like all right you know so it became one of those things where you know I had awesome teammates but again that self-doubt and kind of feeling like am I supposed to be here? Like, how is this going to work? You know, whatever. But then really with the support of my parents and just everything they taught me, I just reminded myself, like, I'm just not going to give up. I'm going to do everything I can. People are going to tell me I'm not good enough. You know, I've been cut from teams. I've been told you're never going to score against teams, but not even I'm going to prove them wrong, but like, there's just no way I'm going to give up on myself. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think that was more my mentality. And then, um, you know, any minute I can, again, my parents were awesome where they were so supportive. We're like, if you play five minutes, like be the best player you can in five minutes. 
and then that became 5, 10, 15, 20. And then I started, you know, starting and whatever. Um, and that's when college recruitment came involved. So yeah, I think it's just no matter how many minutes you're playing, be the best version of you you can. And when you're on the bench, be the best version you can on the bench for your teammates. Um, just pouring into each other because, you know, I think that brings out the best in you and brings out the best in the team. So I have to say one of the things that has really already struck with me during these conversations that I've had with different players has been the little insights into the mindset of people like you who have gone on to be so successful in life. For example, just to have the ability as a teenager to say, you know what, I'm not where I need to be or where I want to be. I'm not playing as much as I want, but I'm not going to let that bring me down. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to be the absolute best player I can be, even if I only get 10 minutes. And honestly, that's just beyond impressive for an adult let alone a teenager Um, and as a result you must have made such rapid progress because we're talking ninth grade yet by the time you graduated high school you had several division one scholarship offers so I'd love to know apart from maintaining a great mindset were there other things you did to make up ground on other players yeah, I think so- like soccer wise, I just focused on, okay, what can I get better at, you know, and at the time I was playing forward. So I was like, okay, that's, you know, finishing, that's getting good crosses in. So just spending extra time getting extra work. Um, I would actually practice in the backyard with my siblings. And again, they were so supportive. My brother would stand in our backyard with the soccer net with boxing gloves on. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love box that. it out, you know, so <laughs> it was funny. It was fun. But at the same time, it was making me better. Um, so yeah, just like getting extra reps, but again, having fun with it. But even throughout my college recruitment you know I didn't play that much so I got a couple scholarship offers and Purdue was one of them I just really enjoyed the coach he was just such a great guy and had such a great presence and when I met the girls I was like okay this is where I'm gonna go so that was sophomore year I committed there but at the time it's a verbal commitment Mm -hmm. fast forward senior year I started starting for PDA so I was the 15 minute player that no one really knew and then I was the starter who they're like who's this girl yeah and coaching staff got fired at Purdue. So senior year, when I'm about to sign, I have nowhere to go. And I'm like, again, kind of feeling like, just like I did years ago with MatchFit. I'm like, where am I going to go? How is this going to happen? Um, but luckily, because I got better over time, and just because I think I trusted and never gave up on myself, I had full scholarship offers now from all these schools. And that's where you know I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah. Because I think it was just one of those things, like we can't always see what's going to happen. But I think if we just work to be our best self, it will work out in the end in ways we can't imagine so I thought I was going to go to a big school you know top 10 I'm like feeling like big you know stuff at this point but the Butler staff actually Butler University in Indianapolis they came and did a home visit and I was like they're ranked like 200th and something right now like this like I thought I was so big time at this point you know that I was like no I deserve better like I'm gonna go to the top 10 da 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 But then when I visited Butler and he looked at me and he's like, I said, am I going to start here? And he said, no, you have to earn it. And I was like, this is where I want to be, you know? Um, So again, it was just like something that I think I just resonated with and it was the best blessing ever. And we won the Big East Championship. Uh, We made NCAA runs. I got some recognition with the U23 teams there. I improved on myself, like myself on soccer field, off the soccer field. So yeah, it was just such a blessing in my time. It sounded like, it sounds like Butler had a little bit of the same journey you did when you started yeah, yeah, like definitely. really some growth. And I think that's, you know, that's amazing. And that's great for kids to hear because I know at different stages, they, they look at professional players and sometimes they think, oh, well, they've been dominant their whole lives. But I think you, like you said, you've grown into the player that you are. And a lot of that has to do with your mindset and focus on like, 
I can do this one step at a time and I'm going to keep growing and I'm going to keep having a really positive attitude. Definitely. I mean, I'm still facing it in the professional game. You know what I mean? Like you could be a starter one week and then you're on the bench the next. And I really think the best athletes know how to buy into their role for that week and just keep growing from that. So honestly, my youth has prepared me for where I am today. Yeah, that's great because I think sometimes um, people just in all aspects of your life, if something always comes easy for you, even if it's like taking a class, right? If math is always easy for you and then all of a sudden you take your really hard class and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not good at this anymore. It's like, no, you're going to be okay. You just got to keep working. And, you know, some of us have been building up all along. Definitely. Okay, so... I was listening to an podcast and you shared something and um, I hope it's okay we can talk about it but you talked a little bit about some challenges with feeling anxious or having a little bit of anxiety and I was wondering you know I think a lot of girls can relate to that you know sometimes feeling a little anxious is good because it motivates you and gives you strength but is that something that you know has been a challenge for you and how have you worked through it? Yeah no and I'm definitely more open about talking about it the more I've gotten older but I think for a while I didn't really know it was anxiety you know I just kind of like with my family I would laugh I'd be like oh I'm anxious today whatever and just like kind of laugh about it but really I think it could be detrimental to you on the field and off the field and that's what I was kind of dealing with where I just felt really insecure in myself you know even I'd score a goal play really great and I would feel like oh like I don't know how I did and this and that so I think that's super hard to navigate but I think just talking to someone you know talking to your teammates I talked to my mom a ton um she's such a good role model for me um you know seeking professional help even I think has been super helpful but Yeah, I think I try to remind myself in those moments when I am really anxious that it just means I care. But I also think it's that really I could focus on this anxiety or I can make it a superpower, you know, and I can make this that this is really preparing me for my next step. So, yeah, I think it's normal. I think unfortunately it's normal, but also I think just knowing it's okay to not be okay sometimes, but just to talk about it and take proactive steps to feeling better um, just to be your best self. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, uh, as a counselor, I can say that, you know, anxiety is pretty common. And so it's great to talk to the people that you have in your life to support you. And it can impact your, your play. And sometimes if you notice that you're feeling maybe too nervous or you feel like when you're nervous, it's impacting how you're playing, you can kind of go and talk to somebody about that and kind of come up with some strategies or tools to help you. So you said you talk to people. Is there anything else you do to relax yourself before a game or or preparing to make sure that you feel good and positive about yourself while you're playing? Yeah, I think for me, I kind of had to really think about what I was doing every single day and when did I feel my best. And what I realized is Monday through Friday when I was training, I was like the best player. I'm like, I'm the best player at training and I know that. And then it came to game day and I would like shell up and I'm like, what, what am I doing differently? You know, so I was looking into my routine or whatever, but then I really realized it's my mindset. Like Mm. I'm calm going into training. I'm not fearful of what's going to happen. I'm thinking about just getting better. So I realized that I needed to translate that into my game day routine. So instead Instead of being fearful of losing or messing up or missing, it was more, okay, what am I going to do today? What am I going to be, be like, what am I going to work towards? So um, I think one thing really is just being calm and remembering like what makes me me and what makes me at my best. So that was being calm. So that's just calming music before the game. That's meditating, uh, positive affirmations, but also not putting too much pressure on myself and just telling myself, okay, what are three things I'm going to control today? So for me, it's being free, you know, out there, not shelling up, uh, being focused at the same time. 
Um, so fun, freedom, focus. Those are my three. And having fun. So because that's that. what I do in training. Yeah. I mean, fun definitely lifts anxiety when you can remember why you're doing it and why you have fun. Now, if there's something goes wrong during the game, do you have anything like that you do to help yourself? You said you used to feel, you know, if you missed a shot, you would feel kind of anxious, like, oh, I'm not good. How do you have you changed your mindset or what do you do now if something's going wrong in a game, right? Because probably it's, I would love to know the data, but it's probably 50 50, you know, in games, a lot of players, especially, you know, with shots, right? You miss more shots than you make. Mm -hmm. So how do you help with your mindset in regards to that? Yeah, well, I learned from, you know, talking with um, a mental sports coach that she said to me, you need something like actually physical to tell yourself or reset yourself when something happens. And my dad actually taught me that when I was young too. So for me, I just tell myself onto the next, no matter what happened. If I just kicked the ball out of bounds on accident, I'm like onto the next page. So I'll say it to myself. But I just think also not putting too much pressure on myself. Like each week, I try to look at it as a week building block. Like I try to not overwhelm myself with like, how did I do this season so far? Because that's like the worst question I think you could ask yourself where it's okay, what's something I learned from this past game, you know, yesterday that I can build on for next week. So I almost look at it as a building block for each week, not okay, how many goals have I scored? How many assists do I have? It was okay, what did I do last week? What can I improve on? What can I build on from last week just to get better and better piece by piece? I love both of these ideas and I think it's particularly great because one is a strategy for managing stress and anxiety within your training over the long term and the other is a great tool for managing stress and anxiety in the heat of the moment like during a disappointing moment in in a game like you miss a shot or something like that. So in the first case you talk about building blocks which is a great approach to help ensure your training stays as you said like fun, focused, and free. And for the girls listening that means something like rather than going out and saying oh no I need to get 100 druggles by the end of the session and panicking because you could only do five in the moment. Um, Instead, you set that 100 as your goal, but you step back and say, okay, you know what? This week, I'm going to just focus on moving my record from 5 to 10. Then next week, I'll worry about building that 10 to 20 and so on. So while the end goal is still the same, those 100 juggles, By practicing in manageable steps, you can take the pressure off and stay motivated as you enjoy each little win along the way. And then you talked about your on to the next mantra, and I love that. And it it just reminds me of a famous scene from the show Ted Lasso. Um, The show is definitely not appropriate for a lot of our audience, but in one scene, Coach Lasso helps a player who's struggling with low confidence and just dwelling on all of his mistakes. And he encourages him by saying, be like a goldfish who only have a 10 second memory. And I don't know if that science is correct, but I love the idea of only having a 10 second memory because it's just great. The reality is in any given soccer game, we're all going to make a ton of mistakes. But if we can have a memory like a goldfish, we can quickly forget about those mistakes and fully focus on the next play. And I love that you've created this little mental tool saying on to the next to remind yourself just to let it be and move on. And honestly, girls, if you can just master these two things, you will have such an advantage in life, let alone soccer, but actually in life. Okay, so now to shift gears and maybe lighten it up a little bit, I had a fun question for you and I know Elizabeth and a youth player from New York each have a few questions for you. All right, so I'll go first. What famous national team player do you wish you could play uh, 2v2 with? 
So it could be an old national team player or it could be a current national team player. So I'm playing 2v2 who's... They're on your team. They're on my team. Oh, honestly, I'd have to go Carly Lloyd. Okay. She's my girl. So, you know, I have learned so much from her. She has been such a role model to me. Um, It still feels unreal that she'll text me every once in a while. I'm like, oh my gosh, Carly Lloyd's (laughs) texting me. But um, yeah, no, she's a great player. Um, I think 2v2, she would tear it up. So Who would you want to play against? Any idea? Against, uh, I would say, I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking of my friends. I'm like, okay, who can I play against? I'm like, Jalen and Katie. <laughs> two goalkeepers. Yeah, two. <laughs> exactly. So um, Elizabeth has a question for you. Do you want to come over here? And then we have a question from a, uh, a younger player from New York. Awesome. Okay, so the games that I go to, you're wearing a pink scrunchie, mm-hmm. my friends and I want to know does it represent anything does it have a backstory yeah no that's a great question so honestly my favorite color is pink um I think my mom just got me like a big scrunchie pack so it was like three of them so I wore it and my grandma texted me after the game she's like great game I'm so glad I could see who you were because you're scrunchy so I'm like oh okay as long as you can see me grandma that makes me feel better but no and then it just started becoming a thing I think like people were like oh pink scrunchie pink scrunchie girl but honestly so my grandma could see me from the distance I think it helped her but also the fans liked it and honestly I think for me it's just a little bit of you know something I do for game day that's special to me I love that. I actually can always notice you on the field because of your pink scrunchie. I have said that before. Like, yeah, there she is. Like, I know who scored or I know who made that pass because of the pink scrunchie. Because you can't always tell when people are running. You can't always, um, you know, notice. But you can always spot the pink scrunchie. So I love that. I love that. That's good advice if you're, you know, if you're a player and you want people to notice you, they can always be like, oh, that, you know, I used to have like special shorts when I would go try out and stuff like that. Right. So true. Really bright umbros. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now we have a question that was sent in to us by a player named Riley from Massapequa Soccer Club in Massapequa, New York. I just scored my first game-winning goal, and I am wondering, what is your favorite goal you ever scored? Oh, well, first of all, congrats. Game winners are definitely the best. Uh, My favorite goal I've scored... Honestly, the one that I think most memorable comes to mind is my first professional goal. Um, It was against the Chicago Red Stars. And, you know, there was great players on the team at the time, Sam Kerr, Julie Ertz. So I think that was my favorite. Um, Yeah, it just was so memorable. I'll never forget the crowd like erupting. Or I think I had a hamstring injury and um, coming back from that was really difficult. Mm -hmm. And I scored in my first goal back and same thing. And uh, my family was there, my boyfriend. So that was honestly amazing too. Paige, this has been such a... A great conversation and so full of great advice from start to finish but to bring it to a close I'd love to ask you one more question looking back you have had such an incredible journey from the youth leagues of Roxbury to the NWSL and I'd be curious to know if you could go back and talk to your 10 year old self what's one piece of advice you would give I think personally if I looked back I would tell myself to believe in myself more I wish I did you know at this like at the same time I I think it was good I kind of never felt good enough that it made me want to be better but I also wish that I did give myself more grace and just said you know believe in yourself you're gonna be okay um but yeah I just think believe in yourself and just work so hard love it okay well thank you so much we're so happy to have you here in Louisville we can't wait to watch you play in your next game and we'll be cheering you on thank you so much thanks for having me this is great thanks 
All right. Thank you all so much for listening. And remember, if you like what you heard, please follow us, which you can do by visiting shedreamsandgoals.com. Follow us on Instagram at shedreamsandgoals. And most importantly, share our podcast with family, friends, and teammates. And until next time, keep playing and keep dreaming. This podcast was prepared by duly authorized members of She Dreams and Goals, LLC. She Dreams and Goals, LLC does not accept liability for any opinions or information of any kind expressed by its guests and hereby makes clear that those opinions do not represent the opinions and or recommendations of She Dreams and Goals, LLC or its members. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any form of professional advice. Listeners of this podcast should conduct their own extensive research before making any decisions in connection with topics discussed in this podcast. She Dreams and Goals LLC is committed to providing content that is safe and appropriate for all ages. However, legal guardians are ultimately responsible for supervising access by any minor under their care to content produced by She Dreams and Goals LLC. She Dreams and Goals LLC does not make any warranty or representation as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in this podcast. To the fullest extent permitted by law, She Dreams and Goals LLC shall not incur any liability in connection with this podcast. This podcast may not be copied, published, reproduced, or redistributed in whole or part without the written permission of a duly authorized member of She Dreams and Goals LLC. For further information, please visit www.shedreamsandgoals.com.